All right. Hello. Hi, Amica. Hi. How's How are going? you? Good. Uh, it's going well. Where's our guest? <clears throat> so I have a Twitter DM just recently. He's on the way. It looks like he got pulled over by the cops, according to the tweet he sent me. So he's just dealing with the police, and he's going to be with us yeah. shortly. Good thing he's white. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, we have some breaking news as seen in the chat. Kobe Bryant has died in a helicopter crash. This just reported uh, Kobe Bryant, of course, a NBA player for the Lakers. Yeah. That's the Los Angeles team, I believe. I'm not really a basketball guy. I think yeah, he I've... was accused of rape at one point. Yeah. I don't remember what happened with that. But he was a very wealthy man. When you Google him, there's shoes that come up that cost $2,000 for a pair of sneakers. There's one here that's almost $3,000. These are like his brand of shoes, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, that's something that happened. Uh, yeah, this it, the Kobe Bryant is really dead. There's It's on TMZ. It's on Daily Mail. It's on Business Insider. Uh, I don't know what happened with Annika just now. Uh, there was something else, though, that I was going to bring up. Let me pull this up here. Doo -doo. Yeah, I'm... Uh... You're back. Yeah, well, yeah, no. I mean, it looks <laughs> like, yeah, it looks like it's real. I ignored it at first because, you know... You know the internet. <laughs> um. Yeah, so here's something I wanted to show you. Um, this is from January 13th. <clears throat> Greek. Yeah, so uh, Alexander Stravopoul Stravopoulos pleads guilty to two counts of attempted murder and random knife attack. Stavropoulos told police his belief in the incel movement motivated his attack. <clears throat> so we have another person. He, I don't think he, he attacked a woman and her baby. You can see the photo here. There's blood by a stroller and a car. I think the woman was like putting her groceries in the trunk or something. And this guy ran up and started slashing her and her baby with a knife. Um, what, what did he mean by his belief in the incel movement? I, that, that sentence, I, well, I let's read what understand. the article says here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I know we get frustrated when people just attribute uh, literally everything to mental illness, but, um, there's, there's gotta be something. I mean, that, that normal people don't stab. Well, yeah, but I mean, this we had this is the same conversation we had with JF when we were talking about Manassian, which is that uh, you kept saying the guy was clearly mentally ill, and JF kept saying that the, that those things are not mutually exclusive, yeah. right? You can yeah. be a mentally ill and an ideologue. Yeah. So okay, looks like our guest is here. Hello, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you made it. So yeah, what, you did, did you get pulled over? What happened there? Bro, it's it's the story of my life. I've been pulled over maybe 150 times. So uh they they seem but you're to still here. 
I'm still here. Yeah. They, it's that white male privilege. <laughs> I think it's more of the uh, having a foreign car and foreign license and they don't know what to do with me privilege. That's what I think it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, I always seem to escape. They seem to think I'm speeding. I don't know why they think these things. They must have faulty car equipment. They didn't give you a ticket? Well, they, they try and give me a ticket, but the way the way it works in Romania, the system is, is quite unorthodox. So um, are we live now? Are we live? Yeah, not? yeah, we yeah. are live. Yeah, yeah. we're live. Oh, hello, everyone. So, uh, yeah, the way it works in Romania is that uh, the, the ticket is put against your name and you don't they can't enforce it unless it comes to time of you selling your car or selling your house or something that's like uh, governmental, governmentally involved. But all of my Romanian property is owned by a limited company. So that never happens. Yeah. So I just get a bunch of tickets and ignore them all. So yeah. nice. trust. can they can they uh, sue the trust? Um, I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, because I'm driving English plated cars with an English license, the Romanian police are a bit like, what do I do with this guy? You know, and I, I can always play the well, if you make it, if you give me too much hassle, I'll just leave. I just drive out of the country in three hours. So they, they're, they're very much like stopping a dickhead off you go. And it's like, okay, bye. You know? Yeah. I have to not get another speeding ticket until June. I have to avoid it or they're going to take my license away. I got where, are you, where are you based? I'm in Canada, in British Columbia. This is what I mean, man. Let me, let me tell you something. The West, all the West and America and all these countries preach about is freedom. And they're the biggest police states in the world. Go to Eastern Europe and you will see what genuine freedom is. And even if worst case, I could buy my way out of any problem. I give them 50 bucks and say, sorry, worst case, worst, worst case. Yeah. Like, nice. like the laws here are there's laws, but they're me, you know, but in, in the West, we enforce our laws so rigorously, but the countries are still far more dangerous than Eastern Europe. It's, it's quite, it's an oxy, it's, it's quite strange to understand that the laws here are so fluid, but violent crime is so low. Whereas in the West, our, our laws are so stringent and we have, all the crazy crap we have over there. So it's just, it's weird, but it's just how it works. It's just how it works over here. Yeah. Okay. So uh, maybe we should introduce our guest. We're, we got Andrew Tate in the house. Very excited to have him here. It's, it's late in the evening where you are. So I wanted to say thanks for, uh, you know, Sunday night, you probably just want to kick back and watch some HBO or whatever, but you agreed to join us here today. Uh, as you can see on his, he's got his website, cobratate.com there on the name where you can find out more. And I put links to his Twitter and YouTube channels Sorry. in the description. Do you want, want to learn to be an alpha male? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, everyone had a teacher at some point. Um, I've been following you since back when you were transgender. That's uh, as soon as, <laughs> as soon as, no, really, oh, that's actually what made me follow you. Um, I was transgender in the same, in the same way that you were transgender. Um, it helped me win arguments on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and uh, LP mentioned your name and I got really excited and I thought that's what we were here to discuss today. Um, there was one one thing that you've mentioned, which is that uh, you shouldn't be with women who have a, um, a celebrity crush. Here we go. We're getting right into it. a long list of all the shit I've said and me yeah. trying to justify. Okay. Okay. What my, if her... My... Go on. Okay. What if her celebrity crushes Andrew Tate? Well, that's natural. You know, I mean, something, some things cannot be, you know, combated. But uh, my, my point was quite simple. My point was, in my experience, my humble experience, I'm going to be humble now. I'm not going to be arrogant and brash. In my humble experience, when a woman's truly in love with a man, she has zero interest in the physicality, the pure physicality of other men. When she's completely in love with a man, and I love this man, 
There's no, there's no such thing as another man who's handsome to a girl when she's completely besotted. As a man, if I'm completely in love with a girl, I can still see another woman and go, yeah, that's beautiful. She's hot. Because women are objectively beautiful. I don't believe men really yeah. are. And in my experience, when a woman's truly in love with a man, there's no man on earth she finds attractive, including a celebrity crush. If you're sitting there and your girl's going, oh, this guy is so hot, The Rock or Idris Elba, whoever, then, there's a, then she doesn't love you like she should. That's my experience. That's my I've, experience, and my experience is very vast. So, yeah, I've lived in Los Angeles. Uh, I, I don't now. I live in Texas. Um, but back in the day, I remember it was very popular for people to say, if if you got your one celebrity to cheat with, who would it yeah. be? And I always thought that was Pass. such a messed up. Yeah. yeah, I always thought that was such a messed up, even as a joke. Yeah. Um, especially when you live and work in a place like Hollywood and you actually have access to celebrities. Um, oh, my. My joke was always that I would, um, if a guy were to ever say that and say someone like Jessica Alba, I would maybe mention his brother's name or something. You know, like <laughs> like if I ever got my one pass, make it somebody who's actually realistic, like the name. Oh yeah, make it somebody you run into every day. Yes, exactly. That's, yeah, that's that that would freak him out. Yeah, but the, but the thing is this: I, I don't see why a woman, and I'm going to go even further. Well, you know what? We're live. Let's piss everyone off. You know, this is what I do. So you starting me now. But um, my, my point is this. I don't, think, I don't think quality women really find men objectively beautiful. I, I don't think a quality woman would say about, you know, that man is hot, so I don't care about his personality or his income or his values. I want to fuck him purely because of how he looks. I don't think quality women think that way about men. Qual yeah, exactly. That, that caveat. Quality women don't. Quality women, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's my point. So a man is the opposite. I can say I disagree with her on every single political opinion, and I think she's a dickhead. But she's hot, so I'm gonna bang her. Like a man can be that way, but I don't think I don't think quality women are that way naturally. And I think only trash women are. So when women are objectifying men, like I don't care if he's married, he's so hot. Mm, I'm just like you just make yourself sound like a dickhead. That's that's my view anyway. That's that's because I don't think women yeah. should be that way. Well, uh, there's also the sex toy industry. That's. <laughs> They like to harass me about this. I had to highlight this because for people who don't know, Annika banged Bill Nye, the science guy. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Put that in your You did quite a bit of research on me before bringing me on as your partner. No. So real quick, some years ago, I was Bill Nye's plus one to Yuri's night. Okay. Because I was doing some work for a a project that never actually got launched. So I was this plus one. And um, when there were photos at the event where I was next to him, people, a lot of people didn't know it was Bill Nye. They thought yeah. that it was me with an old guy. So yeah. the, so it started with Annika's, Annika's dating this old guy. And then that went from, wait a minute, that's Bill Nye. Annika's dating Bill Nye. So it, yeah, so that's been a, a rumor for quite some time now. Well, and now, yeah. and now I just go out and say, you get you two banged. Yeah. Yeah. Pass it on. We were married. Yeah, I, 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 I loved Bill Nye. I took his flip phone when I left. I loved Bill Nye until he sold out and cut that gender part out of his old show. Remember that? Yeah. He out. He fucking sold out, man. Like you're supposed to be Bill Nye. You educated the nation when I was a child. Now you got to come along and sell out like a little pussy. Like what's what's happened to the values of people? Why can't you be famous and just say, you know what? I refuse to bend and drink the Kool Aid. Fuck you. What's wrong with everybody? The money. The money. It's the money. It's the money, and it's they're afraid of being instantly canceled by Hollywood elites and just disappearing yeah. into nothing. That's what it is. But it's insanity, you know, and they're pushing these agendas. 
And this is this is some, one of the reasons I live where I live. People keep saying to me, why do you live in Romania? And I'm like, you don't understand how nice it is to live in a country where none of this crap, 0% of this crap is real. Like zero. When I sit and explain to Romanians the liberal Americans mindset, they, they think I'm making it up. They're, like, they're laughing their ass off like, what? Is this a TV show? I'm like, no. This is what they they think, and this is what they and they sit there, and I have to get Google out and all sorts. They don't believe a word I'm saying. They're like, yeah. there are no people alive who believe this crap. I'm like, yeah, there are in California. <laughs> it's it's crazy. So it's good to live away from it all, you know. Do you think that it there's sort of an inevitable seep though, like American culture kind of seeps out into the rest of the world everywhere, and sort of like where America is is where other places are headed. Like, obviously, there's differences from place to place, but you must have, like, some kind of third oh, yeah. wave feminism happening in Romania, right? You, have, oh, yeah, you must yeah. have those movements there to some degree. People so saying we need more women in the, in the parliament or whatever it is. It's, it's weird. So, what, so what's happening in countries like, like Romania and all of Eastern Europe is it's the money. So the European Union's come along. The European Union has a bunch of money. So it's a really interesting dynamic, the way the European Union is working. So the European Union is, is bullshit, but the very basic, ver the way this club works is we want to exert control over everybody. We are, not many people know this, but the people who are in charge of the European Union are an unelected cabal and nobody knows who they are. The European Parliament can't vote in law or repeal law. All they can do is talk about law. So you have a whole parliament to pretend there's some democracy, but really it's an absolute dictatorship. With these, with these like 10 people at the top and no one knows their name and they do whatever the fuck they want. So their, their genius plan is, well, how do we have more control over more countries? I know, we'll start a club, we'll take the money from the rich countries and give it to the poor countries. And that makes the poor countries want to join so we get more control over it, more people. And the rich countries, well, everyone's so brainwashed liberalism that they're going to join anyway. And it's impossible to leave. Even if you vote Brexit, we're not going to let you out for years. Welcome to our fancy club. So all of Eastern Europe has said, okay, we'll join because Eastern Europe, they're scammers, aren't they? They're like, yeah, okay, we'll take your money. Yeah, sure. But when, you, when, when the European Union actually tries to enforce something like immigration, then they turn around and say no. So then you have these lawsuits inside. So this is what's happening. So like for the first time ever this year, and I'm not, I'm not anti-gay, I'm not getting gay. I'm just trying to explain the, the, the Western ideals against Eastern ideals. Romania is officially the most Christian country in the world. 99% of people are uh, uh, recognized as Orthodox Christian. There's monasteries and churches everywhere, pictures of Jesus everywhere, it's the most Christian place. For the first time ever, last year there was a gay pride parade and there was these big banners and it literally said, sponsored by the European Union. Literally, the European Union's come uh, along and said, let's shovel money, we need to promote homosexuality where it's not allowed. And this is where the tax paying money's gone. And then what you have at these marches are the young people who don't know any better. You got the 17 year old girls who are like having fun and drinking. It's all a big party. They don't know how it degrades. They don't know anything about yeah. society with a bigger picture because they're young. So you have this a bit. It is seeping in a bit with this kind of things because of the cash. But in general, in general, gender roles are still very strong here. And the reason for this is, is as follows. Gender roles are the optimum way to survive in difficult conditions. A man being a man, a woman being a woman is what everyone would revert, revert to on a desert island. There'd be no fucking feminist on a desert island. So when you live in a country where it's hard to survive and wages are low and it's very difficult to get by and there's no social welfare system and if you, know, if you haven't got healthcare, you can't go private, you're going to die on an operating table because the doctors are crap. And when you're living in a harsh environment, people 
stay within their gender roles naturally. All this gender role mess up happens when people have an easy ass life and nothing else to complain about. That's what happens. So life in Romania is tough, man. You're earning 300 bucks a month. You ain't got time to be a feminist. You're broke. Man's broke. You know, you're just trying to raise the kid. Like he's working his ass off all day, all night. Like these gender roles are, are, are retained by the how difficult life is. And I, I think that's what keeps it all together. And, and as money comes in, as the economy grows, it'll change like every other nation. As it gets soft, as it gets easy, all this crap will start to pop up. But for now, for now, you don't hear any of this. We need women in the workplace crap. You hear, look, if I've got a company and men are working for me and I'm managing to pay the bills, then men are going to work for me and women can just piss off and wait because this is how I'm doing. You know, they're far more realistic on, on, on the harsh realities of the world. Well, I presume that the women are pretty happy with the way it is as well, right? I mean, as long as they are getting married and having families or as long as as long as they feel like their needs are being met. That's all they want. All they want is a man who can pay the bills and for them to have kids because they realize it's 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 the easiest path to a happy life. It's far more satisfying than any career that's gonna pay them three hundred bucks a month. Yeah. And and this is the thing that's unusual. This is what's unusual because when you have that mindset as a woman, one of two things happens. Either you become marriage material or you become a total hoe. If you, if you want to be provided for by a man financially, you're either going to become marriage material or you're going to say, you know what? Fuck it. Go into Dubai, taking the cash per night. It's one of the two. So the ones that are left here are quite good. But like, if you go to Dubai or you go to these places, you see loads of Romanian girls working heartless. It's five grand a night. Pay me, pay me, pay me. Just heartless. So it's just like the way the mentality is. But they're, they're never going to be – but in a way, I respect this more than being the kind of girl who goes, I really like him. He's really funny. We smoke weed together. He's funny. And just banging some no, nobody for, for what? You know? So I understand why – they'd never do that. That's a Western woman thing. So I kind of get it. Like, they're like, I don't care if I like him. How much does he, how much, how much does he earn? Like, I don't, I don't get, like that's how their, their mind works. Yeah. So it is what it is. LPA, do you have any questions? Uh, it all in. I think you have I a new could, disciple. I, I kind of have a, like a, a self-deprecating joke about how those the girls who banged the stoners got me laid a lot through college. <laughs> <laughs> they got us all laid. I never said they got us laid, friend. They got us all laid. I'm just yeah. saying the mentality of he's funny and uh, like that. They, they don't care about that. They care more about what can he do for me. He gets yeah. me, I'll be good, but what do I get? And what, what's something tangible I get in return? Yeah. And, and, that, and that usually involves cash one way or another. That's how yeah. they think. Let's pivot back to uh, this incel thing. I think I want to hear. Uh, oh, I'd love to hear his views. This. Yeah. So we were looking at this story here. This is from, uh, I think, in Canada. Some guy, he stabbed a woman and her baby. And then he said to the police, I couldn't get laid. So I just wanted to kill for some reason. And uh, he, he specifically said he was inspired by the incel movement. And he referenced Alec Manassian, who is a guy who drove a van in Toronto yeah. into a crowd of people. Uh, and we've been kind of arguing about whether or not the incel is like a political ideology or if these are just a bunch of mentally ill people who should be institutionalized or something like that. I, I'm more of the opinion that this is like a kind of a real movement and that there's just like any sort of political movement, there's going to be a small number of extremists who just think that violence is the way to get what they want. And so well, yeah. it's dangerous and troubling. 
Oh, it's super dangerous. And and there, there's two there's two things to discuss here. Firstly, uh, why there are, why incels are becoming more common, and secondly, why incels kill. So the first thing I'll discuss why I believe incels kill, and I, I believe it's very very simple. I believe that men are biologically programmed to be violent. I believe that men uh, have an evolutionary need to be violent up until very modern society. In, in fact, even in modern society, a man who ha does not have the capacity to be violent when needed isn't a man. Like you, every woman wants, likes the idea of someone broke into my house so my husband fucked them up. Every, you, can cut, you, can, you can lie as much as you want, but that's what you want. So you can lie as much as you want. So men have an evolutionary need to be violent. We have that, we, we've grown up with it. The most violent people survive. So, you know, it's natural selection, isn't it? So men have this inside of them. And I think women, they, they, they dull a man's sharpest edge. And, and if, when you have a loving family and you have a loving woman around you, that kills a lot of your angry feelings. But when, when women reject you constantly and you're already a man and men have naturally violent tendencies, that's not called toxic masculinity. It's called fucking human nature. Uh, yeah. Then you're going to end up lashing out at somebody or something. I say this all the time. I say this. Yeah. This is what I say about the whole immigration thing into Eastern, into Western Europe and all these immigrants turn up and they start doing violent things and attacking girls and raping girls. I say, look, they're turning up broke with, with, they don't speak English. What girlfriend are they getting? Zero. How long are they going to sit around without getting laid? looking at all these pretty white women walk around in high heels until they think, fuck this. That, that's not, that's men. That, that's, that's male instinct. Yeah. So that's why the incels are killing. The second question is, why are, in, why are incels growing as a number? And the reason for that is because I, I believe the game for a man is becoming harder by the day. The whole offering that used to get you a loving, stable wife only 40 or 50 years ago is gone. You can't go up to a girl and go, I'll be your man. I'll work in the factory. You stay at home. I'll work all the time. You cook and you give me three kids and we're going to be together. No woman. No, everyone's like, what? You work in a factory. Fuck you, loser. No. I'm on Instagram. I'm talking to this guy. He's an athlete. You know, like it's the game's changed and the game's changed because the basic dynamic of the sexual marketplace is broken. And the basic dynamic is men give attention to get sex and women give sex to get attention. This is how it used to work. But now women get attention for nothing. They start an Instagram account. This is absolutely. They got their attention. So why do I work your dick? That's this exactly is, what is, I've been saying. That's exactly what I've been saying, yeah. man. Men want sex and women got want attention, but now Instagram, women get all the attention they want. Yeah. To the to like a thousand fold what they can get from any single man. Exactly. You know? I, I and they, they're all using Photoshop and FaceTune and all this shit. Yep. You can be There's a six a, in Montana yeah. and you can still be getting hit up by verified dudes. Yeah. Like, so what, what chance does the guy who works in Target in Montana have? I mean, maybe as a bit of game, whatever. But the point is, it's getting harder and harder for men because also the sexual marketplace has been completely globalized. So a lot of people say to me, oh, you're in Romania. You must meet these really beautiful, simple girls from a small village. I'm like, bro, I drive through a village where they barely have electricity. And if I see a girl, she's 100,000 Instagram followers. These girls know what they're worth. Like the whole idea of this simple you, red hot girl, if, all that's gone. It's gone. If you go through the top rated women on Instagram, quite often they have um, Cyrillic uh, names and oh, yeah. Cyril everything's written in Cyrillic. Yeah, well, the Russian girls well, that used to have jacked up. Yeah, the girls with jacked up teeth yep. and stuff, they all get their shit fixed and they're making six figures. Yep. So, I mean, so the whole marketplace is globalized. So the whole idea of you're going to meet this simple, poor, hot girl and she's going to be humble, that all bullshit. 
if you're 16 and you're living in Transnistria, which is a breakaway micronation on the border of Moldova, which I got arrested in, that's a different story. You will still have 100,000 Instagram followers and you will still be getting offered trips to Dubai and trips to Singapore and Tokyo and LA and Dan Bilzerian's team will be hitting you up. And then how are you going to come along as Joe Schmo and say, yo, I bought you some flowers. Like, come on, man. The game's getting harder for dudes. It's getting harder and harder and harder. So real quick, this internet globalization of the sexual market value, do you think this is also has a little to do with why um, the migrants want to leave their shitty little villages and move to countries where they perceive the women to be the way that they are on Instagram? Like in real life, they think that they're just going to walk up to a hot chick and she's going to give them the time of day. Well, yeah, and, and that, that, that's, but that's cultural and that's, that's down, also down to religion. So this is another yeah. thing. There's a lot of, I have a lot of very good Muslim friends and all my Muslim friends, especially from Muslim countries, from what they see of the West, they believe that Western women are easy. They're like, I can just walk up there and just bang them all. They're running around half naked. They're drunk. They're on the floor asleep doing cocaine. They want to do porn. Look at all these girls wanting to do porn. Like, like they believe, so when they get here, there's a level of frustration when they realize, oh no, well, she wants to bang everyone but me. Yeah. And that's where a lot of frustration comes in. That's where all the rape and stuff comes in in Germany and Sweden. That's where all the rape comes in. So like, oh, well, she's a hoe anyway. She ain't got burned yeah. on. And so, they live in like, like, yeah, that repressive culture where they've been taught if a woman shows herself, yeah. that means she wants to have sex, right? So they think all these women are super easy because they're going around in their bikinis and shit like that. Yeah. They, they show up here and they realize they don't won't give them the time of day. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Hey, Andrew, uh, real quick, do you have headphones by any chance? We are getting a bit of an echo. If you could check that, it would probably help. And uh, so the talking about the Instagram did tie into another story I wanted to take a look at today. This is was posted on January 12th, and this is a... British girl in the UK committed suicide because she didn't get enough likes on her social media post. And the article talks about how she was obsessed with getting likes. She would always like tell her family to press like on her Facebook photos when she uploaded them and stuff like that. And then she killed herself because uh, I guess she was just, she wasn't happy with how fast her follower count was growing. She should have hooked up with that incel that stabbed that lady in the parking lot. It would have fixed two birds, one stone. Yeah. Is it better? Is it like? Is it less echoey now? I. It's, it's actually about the same. So I, I don't know if it's maybe just. Uh, it's probably just that he's in a big. Yeah, I think it might just be the room you're in, and like it's yeah. so what it's you know what it's maybe it's oh somebody really somebody says good. it's better, so I don't know. Yeah. We'll we'll roll with that. How is this? Um, I the microphone is that any better? Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, I think yeah, you're fine. Good. If you can turn down the gain, you could do that, but it's, I don't know. I, I, think I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying my best. <laughs> no, no you're, you're fine. So you were saying uh, the Instagram. Yeah, so the social media yeah. thing. Um, I just saw before you came, I saw this video from a YouTube channel called Nerd City. And it was about this girl named like Lee. Layla Pons or something. She's mm-hmm. a big YouTuber with millions of subs. She used to be a Vine star. And they were showing how YouTube promotes this girl all the time, puts her on trending, you know, how they kind of choose to promote certain people like the Jake Pauls of the world. And they were showing how like this girl on her Instagram, it's all Photoshopped. It's all fake in her videos. Like a lot of times she'll like sell makeup 
like sponsored ads where, mm-hmm. where it's like yeah, the, the be story of the ad is like in order to get a guy to like you, you have to buy this CoverGirl makeup and shit like that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it's kind of sick. You know, YouTube is like pushing this sort of you know everything that the feminists are used to say was wrong that you know this fake like cover girl mentality the photoshop the airbrushing and mm-hmm. it's being pushed they show like how her her audience is these nine-year-old kids and youtube has these new copa rules which ties into it which is you have to say if your your youtube channel makes videos for kids or not i know you guys mm-hmm. must have seen this every youtube creator knows about it and if you make content for kids you're not allowed to have a a comment section and there's a bunch of other stuff, but they YouTube seems to just kind of look the other way for somebody like that. Who's got obviously targeted towards kids, but Mm -hmm. lots of swearing in her videos, lots of like sexuality and all that kind of stuff. Uh, It's just, it's infuriating, but for people who want to just check out that video, this last thing I'll say, check out the video by nerd city. It's really good. One other thing I was I wanted to note is that she used to be listed as comedy and there's absolutely no humor in her videos. They're they're high budget but they're really low trash. Like and I'm not just saying that I'm glad that other people are jumping on this now because back in the day people if a girl criticized and said this is garbage, everyone assumes that you're jealous cuz she's a blonde. So of course, you don't like her cuz she's hotter than you. That's always Yeah, yeah. But See, yeah, sure, but- this is the other thing uh, that I forgot about. So one of her friends, they were doing videos together and her friends started getting popular. I guess this Amanda girl and Lay- Layla or whatever, Layla, she had access to like her phone. She like figured out the other girl's password and went in and like deleted her Instagram and deleted her <laughs> videos and then lied about it when got called out. And then when the girl, Amanda, finally realized it was Layla who was deleting her shit, she made a video exposing it all, like talking about it. And then Lele like called the cops and sent the cops to her house to be like, you have to take down that video. These, these are these are mentally damaged people. These are people who are, I, I, there was something recently in England about two people who were on reality TV killed themselves after they got off the show and they killed themselves. I don't know. That's happening and, all the time. Yeah, there was uh, that, that uh, what's it called? The Island, Love Island or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, there's and, another uh, guy who killed himself off that. There's another one who killed themselves, and I was on a reality TV show like four or five years ago. So they started getting all these reality TV show stars or ex stars or nobodies basically to come forward and say, "Yeah, they don't support us after the show. Poor us. We need more help and all this garbage." And then they called me, and they never they never published what I said, which is a shame. But I made a point very clear: ninety nine percent of the people who are on reality TV shows are people who would struggle with normal life anyway. These are people who are, look at them. They're neurotic people. They have no emotional control because they make good TV. So the TV stations are picking damaged individuals and then pushing them over the edge. But these are people who would probably find a reason to jump over the edge sooner or later anyway. You know, like I I, I hate to be heartless. I don't want to get us banned or in any trouble, but I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But if you're going to kill yourself over Instagram likes, you're susceptible to killing yourself over something. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, that's the truth. Maybe no one wants to hear it. Maybe, but yeah. one, maybe one day she crack an egg wrong, and you know I mixed up the yolk with the egg white. I can't take this anymore. I'm jumping. It. Like these are people who are on the edge anyway. Because if you're a mentally strong individual, no, man. These and I, I mean, I, I'm kind of like Darwinism. 
Yeah. Darwinism. Darwinism. Like I, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't think you can compare it to cracking an egg because the it's it's like a drug, right? That you get the yeah. dopamine hit when you get the likes, you get addicted to that. It's like it's like being hooked to crack or or whatever. If you and then if you're not getting it coming in after you've had it, there's gonna be a feeling of, of like, oh, yeah. I've lost, I've lost what makes me happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it's, it's that's absolutely true. And I completely agree with you. But then my experience of life is that that is that's all life is, friend. Losing what makes you happy, being miserable. That's what life is. We're all miserable. You just have to get on with it. I have a theory. My theory is that everyone is equally depressed, and some people just don't complain about it, and others do. Oh, my life's so hard. Your life's no harder than anyone else's. You have no bigger problems than anyone else. Your anxiety is no worse than anyone else's. You're just a pussy. Other people yeah. have the same stuff, and they go and fucking pay the bills. I don't. I don't well, buy. I don't buy into this. This. It's, it's individualism. What it is, is the Western world has promoted individualism to the point where people are so desperate to be individual that they're going to pretend they have condition. Oh, you don't understand what it's like to be me because I have anxiety every time I take a piss. Shut up. You're a worm. In World War II, no one was killing themselves. We were too busy doing shit, rebuilding countries. You're just a pussy. And everyone around you has allowed you to be a pussy because no one's called you a pussy. I should be a therapist. Come see me with your problems. And I'm going to make you sit in front of a cancer patient and explain to them everything that's wrong with your life to a terminal <laughs> cancer patient. And if you can manage to make that terminal cancer patient feel sorry for you, then you're allowed to be depressed. Otherwise, you have to shut the fuck up and get on with it. We live in a world of cowards. Everyone's a fucking coward. It's, it's just garbage. Oh, you feel sad. Boo hoo. Who said you were supposed to be happy? Nobody. Maybe we're all sad. Every day you get older. Every day you're going to get closer to death. You ran out of milk in the fridge. Your girlfriend doesn't love you. Who gives a shit? We're all sad. I fucking smile anyway. It's crazy. I, I, I really have this theory that this, people are so, I say this now, man. This is my answer when people say I'm not happy. I say, who told you? Where did you sign where it said you were supposed to be happy in life? Who told you that was the point of any of this? Maybe we're, maybe we're all supposed to be miserable the whole way through. Maybe you're supposed to endure. Maybe it's a test. Maybe you're supposed to smile regardless. Like, who the fuck said you should be happy? And if you want to be happy, what have you done to earn it? I get to be happy because I earn millions of dollars in kickboxing world titles. I get to brag all day. That makes me happy. What have you done? Nothing. And you have you have women who tattoo your name on their chests oh, well, and their sides. And you know, you know, Yeah, I follow you. Know. You, know. you. Um, <laughs> yeah, the... um. I mean, like what you're saying, are you familiar with the term black pill? It's kind of, it's, the term, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, you, so it's, you can see it as a positive thing or a negative. It seems like you're taking all this, uh, very similar to how I do, which is um, that you, all everything sucks, get through it, yeah. um, which seems to be kind of your attitude. Um, you see this among people who struggled a lot and then made a lot of money or became very successful. They still have problems. Um, it never it never goes away. It gets a little better when you know your rent's going to be paid. Yeah. When you have a nice car and you're in a, you know, you're in a nice house. But yeah, you're always going to have problems, and I think that's something that a lot of people at the bottom don't realize. Well, well, my attitude is my attitude is very very simple. I cannot remember the last time anything good in my life ever 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 came without me working my ass off. Ever. If you want to be happy, go earn it. Go tell me what, I'm unhappy. Okay, what would make you happy? This, 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 go get it then. Oh, I don't know how. Uh, so you're not unhappy, what you are is lazy. So you've confused the two. 
Because I knew I needed to be a millionaire and a kickboxing world champion. And I knew I needed a drop-top Lambo and 10 million in the back to be happy. I knew what I needed and I got it. So it's, it's down to what, if you really want to get it or not. This is the point. Happiness is on the top of a mountain. You're either going to climb the mountain or you're going to sit at the bottom like a bitch. You have to make a choice. So when people come at me and go, I'm unhappy, I say, good. You deserve to be unhappy because you're a loser. Stay unhappy or get in the gym. Which one is it? I'm unhappy because I'm fat. Well, duh, calorie deficit. The fuck? If you're really that unhappy, put the Mars bar down. You're not. You're happy enough to, to pick the Mars bar up. You're happy enough to get up, walk to the store, buy the chocolate, and keep putting it in your fat face. You're happy enough to do that. Bullshit, man. We live in a world where no one tells anyone the truth. And the truth is 99% of people are cowards, lazy cowards with no mental fragility. They're, everyone's just so mentally fragile. And it's completely and utterly propagated. This is what annoys me the most. We need to talk more about mental illness. We need to talk more about depression. If your friend comes and says he's sad for no reason, tell him it's okay. No, it's not okay. What do you mean you're sad? You have a family to provide for. You have children to raise. You're sad about what? You're going to kill yourself and leave your wife and kids, you fucking pussy? You're a pussy. I don't care if you're in Lincoln Park or not. You have a family to raise. You are a pussy. And you're a pussy because everyone around you told you it's okay to be a pussy. I would have told you, I don't care how sad you are. Boo fucking who. Go to work and pay the bills. You're a bitch. And that's the truth. Everyone's just, they just promote, be a pussy, be a pussy, be a pussy. And then someone listens to them and blows their brains out. That's what happens. I'm such a pussy, I have to kill myself. Oh no, I can't take, oh no, the sunshine. Oh no, I'm in bed and I can't handle my life. Shut up, fucking loser. There are people in the desert. There are people in the in the in Yemen whose families have been blown up by fucking predator drones who ain't got food to eat and they ain't too depressed to die. So why are you complaining? Why? Because you can't afford your Spotify account? Fucking dork. It's bullshit. Complete bullshit. That's the truth. Depression's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Everyone's just a pussy. If you ever feel depressed, look in the mirror and say, Am I a pussy? <laughs> the answer is yes, you are. Because if you're not depressed, you're going to start doing some fucking push-ups. That's what you're going to do when you're feel better. Telling you now. I know. I completely agree. We were talking about this on the last episode. We are talking about people who get disability. You know, they go on disability because they go to the doctor and say they're depressed. Mostly women, my theory. I can't yeah. prove it, but yeah. mostly women. And, uh, you know, they go and they, and they, get, they get a check every month. They say, oh, I just, I'm too sad to wake up and go to work. On the weekend, they go out to their club or whatever. They go drinking, dancing, and partying. You know, they have energy to do that. I've known these people. If depression is real, why is it not universal across the human condition? If depression is something you catch from the sky, regardless of how good your life is, why does it only happen in some countries and not others? If it's, if it's a condition, if it's a disease, why does it not happen universally? Why, has it, why is it a modern phenomenon? I and it's in the most prosperous. It's, yeah, and the most prosperous, the, yeah. nicest countries where they have a safety net. I watched a documentary about a girl. Her, she was a German girl, and her, she was on a plane in Chile in the 70s that crashed. And she was the sole survivor in the jungle. She woke up strapped into her chair next to her her mother, headless mother. She woke up next to her mother, de de uh, what's the word? De uh, I can't say it, you know the word. Her head's missing. Decapitated. Yes, right, So, That's right, decapitate. Okay, so she woke up next to her headless mother. Shouldn't joke, but whatever. 
She woke up, she walks around the jungle, she has a bad cut, the cut gets infected, she ends up uh, struggling for food, she collapses, gets saved by local people, nearly dies, ends up back in Germany, blah, 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 blah. And they asked her in the interview, so how did you recover from this? You woke up next to your headless mother and you nearly died in the jungle, and now it turns out you're alive again, and you're back in Germany, what did you do? And you know what her reply was? Well, I got a job, because our family needed money. And they said, well, what about therapy? And then she goes, we didn't do those things back then. There, there's the proof it's all bullshit. She's went through more than anyone. But because it wasn't culturally acceptable to be a little fucking pussy, she started working at the supermarket. What else are you gonna do? Got to pay the bills. And this is it. We've just promoted mental fragility to the point where people are completely mental, mentally fragile. And, and here's the thing about it all. This ties in perfectly to that incel thing we were talking about earlier. Because mental fragility is dangerous in men. If you promote, if you promote mental fragility in females, they might cry a lot. If you promote mental fragility in men, we become violent. You do not make men into the, the whole idea that men become babies like women is not true. When you take away self-control from a man, do you know what he does? He hurts people. You take away mental control from a man, he's gonna hurt someone. Far, much quicker than he's gonna become a baby. 99% of men are gonna pull their Glock and say, you know what, you insult me, or my wife fucked you behind my back, or they're gonna do something. Men need mental control. So you can't be promoting at every single angle. You don't need mental control. If you feel like crying, cry. Because when you say that to a man, you're also saying, if you feel like stabbing, stab. And then they do it. This is why the Western world's a mess. It's why it's fucking shit. That's why this incel did what he did. Because no one told him to suck it up and stop being a dickhead. You might get a girlfriend if you weren't a loser. No one said it to him. Well, and I mean, then the cycle continues because then women aren't attracted to those kinds of men. Exactly. They're not, they're not, exactly. So this is, the they signal, they signal to other, um, we've actually talked about this on a, from a caveman perspective, they signal to other groups that there's weakness in your group and you're more likely to be attacked. The, the very baseline, the very baseline of masculinity. If you were to say to me, what is a man? My answer would be emotional control. That is the very bottom baseline, important thing to be a man. As a woman, it's something else. But as a man, it's emotional control. If you cannot control your emotions, you will never, ever be shit as a man. Do you think the men on the Titanic weren't controlling their emotions when they waved goodbye to their children and their wife? They No, they, they were scared. But did they cry like babies? No, they froze to death like men. Emotional control was the bottom line of masculinity for the entirety of human history. Until the last 30 years, where we said to men, if you don't, if you feel a certain way, you can be that way. Oh, look, incels are stabbing people because girls don't want to talk to them. Oh, look, crime's going through the roof because people can't handle being disrespected, pulling out a block and blowing people's brains up. I wonder where this comes from. It comes from telling men to not just fucking have enough mental control to go, you know what? I'm going to get the fuck over. Or I don't, I don't feel like doing X, but I'm going to do X because it's my duty to do X. As a man, you're supposed to be scared and not show you're scared. This is the, the bottom line of a man. If you don't have emotional control, you're not a man anymore. So this whole promotion of mental fragility is also just completely destruction of manhood. You're not a man if you, if you give in to your emotions. I'll tell you something now. I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Someone breaks into my house at night. I'm still scared. I'm still, you're like, whoa, whoa, someone's in my house. But I'm still going to go out there and fuck them up. I'm not going to sit there and go, well, I'm scared. So you go. Try to push my girl out the door. Like, what the fuck? You have to be a man. It's your job as a man is to be a man. So it's, it's more about duty and honor than how you feel. When you live life as a man, it has very little to do with how you feel. 
You can live life as a woman and do what you feel. As a man, you don't do as you feel. If I feel happy or I feel sad, I have the exact same productive ass day. That's how I live. No matter how I feel, I get my shit done because that's what you're supposed to do as a man. So this whole mental fragility promotion is just another angle to attack and destroy manhood. And then you're completely right. Women don't find these type of men attractive because women on the evolutionary, from an evolutionary standpoint, still want a man. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy, man. That's, I'm so glad I left the fucking West. The West is a failed society. It's failed. It's done. It's over. What do you uh -huh. think that uh, would have to happen? Do you think if men just rose up and... You know what the crazy, the crazy thing about it is? The crazy thing about it is this. Women have all the power. And may, maybe they don't realize it, and all the feminists will disagree with me, but women really have all the power because women are the gatekeepers to the one thing every man basically wants, sex. That's the bottom line. So if, if, I, if, if, if women, I'm telling you now, civilization was built around pussy. The only reason, the only reason men have ever done any of the stupid shit we've ever done from building cathedrals to going to war, to walking around the planet, killing each other, to conquering lands, to inventing shit. We did it all for pussy. If women were happy to get banged in trees, us men would still be living in trees. So we, we were like, okay, got some sex, <laughs> got an apple, got an apple, had sex, go to sleep. But it's true. I, I don't give a shit about how big my house is. I don't care about having eight cars. Why do I do it? So all the hoes know I'm a big G. It's, it's just how it is. So women are really the gatekeepers. If women were to stand up and say, you know what, we're gonna stop banging men who ain't worth shit, you'd be surprised how quickly men would start being worth shit. And that's kind of uh, happening. That's kind of happening. Then incels. Then, yeah. how do we, then how do we explain incels? If women stop having sex with men that are low tier, that are of yeah. low quality, then why aren't the incels just becoming better? Okay. So in, in, okay, so exactly it. So that's starting to happen to a point, but it's not happening in a productive way. It's not happening in a way that's productive to society. So if women were to say, we like men with degrees in science, for example, or people who work for NASA, then society would be better. What women say is we like men who sit on a rack track and go back on the street, strap on the yeah. seat. You know, garbage, well, I got followers. It's bullshit. Real quick, so we live in a, a bullshit society in terms of status. Um, not to defend the incels, but I'm going to defend the incels. Uh, yeah. In the West, we also have the government oppressing the men. So when the men do decide to speak out, we have, it's not just feminists, it's government is um, is stepping in. And so yeah. they're kind of neutering the men. Um, but the government is mostly men, so... I but mean, the, but, the, but it, it's the elite cells? men that are keeping the the. Sorry, not to cut you off, but I'm I'm trying to no, kind of, of figure course. all this out. It's the men at the top that are pressing down on the men at the bottom because they don't care if a third of our men in the our men, society aren't getting women. The men at the top are pressing down the men at the bottom because in the animal kingdom, the alpha males always press down the beta males. This is natural human. This is natural human nature. Incels are natural in the animal kingdom. You go look at a pride of lions. One lion has all the lionesses and all the other male lions sit there with no pussy until they're ready to fight the big G lion. That's how it is. Incels, like Khan. Yeah, incels are yeah, a natural Khan product. Got all the bitches. Yeah, it's, it's a natural product of biology. You're always going to have incels. So incels are a natural product of biology. Now, in, in history, we solved it by we had conservatism. We had more traditional values. Lower quality guys could get a girl, like we said, the factory, blah, blah, blah. We had a whole bunch of war. A whole bunch of guys were dying all the time. We had other factors involved. But nowadays, you're always going to have incels. And, and any man who has access to females, 
the last thing he gives a shit about is incels. I don't, I don't wake up and go, oh, I have six girlfriends. I better dump one so an incel has a chance. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about my problem. So I've taken, I've taken five men's wives plus mine. Sorry. So that's how it goes. So the, the G's are always going to be that way. And it's always going to be hard for the incels. So it's, it's, and, and, and an elite man's never going to give a shit. So it's down to the bed at the bottom to, to, to crawl up the ladder. Now they were told this, and this was preached to them. Imagine from a young age, you ain't going to get pussy unless you become something. You ain't going to get pussy over and over and over again. Then they might become something. But instead, they're not said that, are they? There's other things are said. Oh, well, you know, it's not your fault. You have a disease. It's not your fault. It's not, it's okay. It's society. It's not your fault. Poor you, blah, 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 blah. And this is why they become, they just get worse and worse in a spiral of fucking bullshit. It's garbage. Yeah, Bill Barry makes a good point. He says that basically a lot of guys are just, they spend all their time playing video games and jerking off to porn. You know, there's a lot of guys living like that and you're never going to get anywhere living like that. But really getting laid is not that hard. If you leave your house, you know, maybe hit the gym once in a while, maybe just do do some actual productive shit. It's like you said, like, I, I think women are still attracted to that. You know what I mean? I think most NASA engineers could probably find a wife. Yeah, because you're an interesting to. person. Yeah, yeah. These people are not interesting people. I I never met an incel who wasn't like a gamer porn addict. You know what I mean? Or or just seen them online. I don't know a lot of incels in, in real them, life, but you know what I mean. That have deal with like other issues, like uh, well, yes, they have mental issues and massive yeah. autism and shit like that. Yeah. But I've never seen an incel who was like. Or they don't you know, have had a, had, had a PhD time. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Well, who'd, ac- who'd accomplished anything no- of note at all. Society has a hierarchy. It always has and it always will. Trying to pretend that it's not going to is, is actually how we got into a lot of trouble we've gotten to now. Society has a hierarchy. So as a, as a person, you have to decide where you are on the hierarchy. And more importantly, where you think you belong to be. I say this to people all the time. The reason I am where I am, I was born into a normal ass, poor, single mother family. The reason I am where I am is because I genuinely believe I deserved to be where I am. So I worked my ass off. There's no luck in becoming a world champion kickboxer. There is hard work. There's no luck at all. I worked my ass off to become here because I couldn't stand the thought of not being here. So if you're depressed and you're discontent, then that's your subconscious telling you you belong somewhere else. If you're happy in your life, then you're happy where you are. I was never happy. I was miserable. I can talk all about depression because I was fucking miserable. I'd see someone else in a Lambo while I was getting the bus, and I'd say, I deserve that car. I do not deserve the bus. I'm too intelligent and too physically blessed to be on this fucking bus. I knew what I deserved, and I got it. So if you really belong somewhere and you really believe it, you'll get there. The, the problem happens when people become entitled, but don't prepare to, they're not prepared to work for it. That's all incels are. Why don't I have a girlfriend? Because you play video games all day and drop after porn and a girl don't, won't find you interesting. Yeah, but I want a girlfriend. What have you done to earn a girlfriend? It's entitlement. It's entitlement. And that is, and that is absolutely a symptom of Western society. In other societies, there's no entitlement. In Eastern Europe and these hard countries, you grow up without a sense of entitlement because it's a hard life. When you grow up with an easy ass life, you're entitled. And these fuckers yeah. believe they're entitled. That's well, all it is. Well, women have it much easier. I mean, uh, n- nobody in this that watches this is going to disagree with that. 
And I notice a lot of the guys are very mad about that fact that women, even an older single mother who's been divorced five or six times and mm -hmm. is overweight can still get dick. And I notice a lot of guys get really angry about that. And they think that somehow they could change that socially. Like we could just make it so women's vaginas don't have any value to them. And no. uh, that, but anyway, I thought that'd be something interesting for you to, I yeah. assume you agree. We, 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 yeah, women have it easier. But my, and I completely agree with that. And the reason for that is because traditionally before very modern medicine, women had it easier to get dick and they also had a big punishment involved. They had to pay the price by carrying some kid around and risking their life in childbirth. So yeah, women have it easier, of course, because there's a, without modern medicine, there's a huge price to pay for that dick. Now there's no price to pay. So the men are all like, oh, women have it easier. But you also so, have to raise the offspring. So you if, need to make sure you need to yeah. make sure that the one that you chose is the best because you're stuck pregnant for nearly a year and then yep. you're stuck with that baby. Exactly. And, and another thing that no one wants to talk about is that the absolute true nature of a genuine alpha male, and I'm talking about a, a very select percentage of guys with huge testosterone levels, is not to sit around babies. It's not. It's to get women pregnant and say, fuck you, um, this is boring. One thing you, you mentioned about the violence earlier, how women uh, soften that sharp edge. One thing I was going to say, but you were on a roll, is that right after um, a woman has a baby, the father, his testosterone dips significantly, yep. like yep. in the beginning, and that's to protect the baby and, yep. uh, and the family from violence. So that if it's, he gets woken up at 2 a.m. to scream, out. yeah, he doesn't punch the baby. Yeah, exactly right. And this is my exact point. So men are not biologically designed to be around babies. You have to look at you have to look at humans from a societal standpoint and a biological standpoint because they're actually in many ways completely fucking different. Society says man has baby, man likes to likes to hold baby, man that I know some dudes more crazy than me. And I'm talking about some big ass some big Russian mafia dudes and they have like 11 12 kids from like six different women and and I'll ask him like, well, do you like, he goes, I like my kids. I love my kids, but I, I can't be around a baby for more than five minutes. I can't, I, a baby is boring to me. It's a baby. The fuck's a, it's my baby. This is a baby. The fuck I do with a baby. And I a completely get it. I completely get it. I'm like, what the fuck is a baby? What? And a lot of guys nowadays believe, oh, it's a baby. Play with the baby. But if you're true to yourself, if you're a high testosterone male, you don't want to do that shit. You want to have the kid and you love the kid and you love the woman and you'd kill to protect them. But you also want to go out and leave them at home because it's boring. This is, this is the harsh reality of human, human nature. And, and you're right. This is why men's testosterone levels dip because it's the only way they can stay in the house without losing their fucking minds. Uh, let me ask you this because uh, I, I'm curious what you think about this because I started training recently and late in my life, right? I'm pushing 40 now. Mm -hmm. And after a, a couple years of like intense training, I wasn't making the progress that I wanted. Mm -hmm. So recently I went to the doctor and asked him, if I could possibly get put on testosterone. Mm -hmm. And so he tested me and he said, your levels are within the normal range. So I'm not mm -hmm. going to give it to you. So I guess my question is what is the best kind of anabolic steroid for someone like me to take? Okay. So firstly, two things. Firstly, the normal range is bullshit because the normal range they've reduced year on year on year because everyone's testosterone levels are dropping. So they've reduced the normal range along with it. So as everyone's going, this is not medical advice to anyone. We are not giving medical advice. I'm in Romania. You can sue me. Sue me. Good luck in a Romanian court. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, so they've reduced the normal range. The normal range doesn't mean shit. Anymore. That's the first thing. Second thing, I've, I've never taken a steroid in my life ever. 
and I, I, I swear on my father, I never, never, ever, once, ever. But I will say, in my experience, if you eat shitloads of raw onion, it's going to increase your testosterone level massively. Raw okay. onion. Do women want to be around you, though? Uh, I don't know. They still are. Like, it's a price to pay. You know, you want to be with Big Daddy T. You, you know, it's got the testosterone levels. Real, it's real quickly, onion. why raw? Why, why not? So, I, so I'll tell you how I discovered this. And then I'm going to try and Google and see if there's any evidence to support my theory. I've, uh, I've read that before about onions. It's, I've, uh, heard, I've heard the onion thing on the hair. So we had a guy on here who was an incel, 33-year-old virgin. Um, and I actually, after the show, yeah, he has alopecia. Long story. Let's not get into it. Okay. Okay. Tate. Wow. He's speechless. Oh my God. No, he's, he's Googling onions. So, and um, Googling okay, onion. okay. Um, but one of the things I was researching about a natural alopecia where you have like chunks of your hair that doesn't grow in is yeah. they said that um, raw onion, if you shred it up and you put it on your hair, now, of course yeah. it smells bad, but it does something with the follicles. I think it blocks one of the hormones that uh, it has something to do with the testosterone and like yeah. the hair hormones, but, um, and that's just topical. So, yeah. so I'm sure that. Yeah, so basically, when I was fighting, basically, uh, my kickboxing coach, who's Bosnian, every time we'd finish training, he'd make me eat loads of onion and garlic. And I said, why? And he said, my mother made me do it. You have to do it. It was like a folklore thing. He used to eat loads of raw onion and, and loads of garlic. And uh, then, by coincidence, I was on a flight and I was watching a TV show about the Chinese special forces. And to, to pass the test for Chinese special forces, the last test, you spend seven days in war, and the war gets progressively colder. And the only thing they eat during these seven days is onion and onion soup. And they're saying it's the only food that can, that can uh, fight off the infection and the inevitable cold that comes with it, the inevitable sickness. And after they get out of the water, they stop eating onions, they get very, very sick. So I was thinking about onion. And then uh, another guy I met in uh, Morocco, I was fighting, and he was, he was living up in the mountains, he's a very good fighter. And he had his own like traditional versions of things. So he had his own traditional version of Red, Red Bull. So he'd get a double espresso, uh, half a jar of peanut butter and a, and a banana. And he'd mash it all up and just like eat it all. And that was like his, his, his version of an energy drink. And his own, and his own, his recovery, his version of recovery was two raw onions. He's eating like apples. So I used to see all these crazy big dudes eating onions all the time. And then um, I started. And there's a massive tangible difference. I eat three to four raw onions a day, every day. What kind of onions? Just like Just white, yellow, it, purple? Yeah, white. It, it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. So now at my point, I can scallions? Anything. At my point, it's red, white. At my point now, it's more of a supplement than even a food. I'll just chop it all up. And I'm just quickly, bum, 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 drink a glass of water, bang. So I just eat shitloads of onions. And I've just Google it up now. Right now, I don't know how to send you guys the link. But uh, onions can- are- how do Post I send it, it on it? Twitter. We'll share it. On Twitter. Let me later. Me. Well, you can do it later. On I'm going to send it to you on the inbox right now. Yeah. I've sent it to you. So uh, three, it says 300, 314% is the increase. Uh, that's what it says right here. Uh, so onions to one. Do you do onion anything else as far as like avoiding, like somebody mentioned plastics. Do you do anything uh, for hormone balancing, like avoiding soy, anything like that? Or is that just, do you think? A lot of that's just bullshit. I refuse to eat. Okay, so my science is like pseudoscience. It's tape science. I refuse to eat things that don't have power. So like, does does you know if food has power? Could you fight a cow 
well, not easily. It's big. It's heavy. You know, you might get mad. It might run at you. But could you fight, like, I don't know, a fish? Well, probably. Fishes are shit. Sushi ain't got power, but steak has power. Now, I, I can't explain this in a way that people understand. I just know what food is going to make me powerful and what food isn't. The souls of dead animals power me, and I know which ones make me strong. So, of course, I avoid soy. Soy? <laughs> the fucking soy dude. Here's okay. an easy way to do it. Here's an easy way to do it. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're sitting here going, what diet should I be on? Let me make it simple. Choose a food. Any food. Sushi. Let's take sushi. If you were to get 1,000 people, 1,000 random individuals that ate sushi in the last hour and put them against 1,000 random individuals who ate T-bone in the last hour, who's winning that street fight? The steak eaters are all liberals. Well, the steak eaters are going to be taking a nap because they're digesting. The steak eaters are going to be some cowboys. They're going to be coming out. They got mean hook. The sushi's like, oh, the little vegans. No, I had a little bit of sushi. The dorks. So like, yeah. if, 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 if the people who eat the food ain't strong, you can't be strong. I, I used to eat shitloads of Jamaican food. People are like, why? I was like, you've been to Jamaica? They're crazy. I want this stuff. <laughs> I need to eat this. Like, they, they'll shoot you for nothing. I need some of this. Yeah. But in general, yeah, I eat a lot of meat. I eat a lot of onion. I drink a lot of water, and I and and I, I avoid sugar. Sugar is the real. What about one. caffeine? How do you? I know. I, have, I know. I have. Low, I have like ten yeah. coffees a day. I live on caffeine. Okay. I, I yeah. I can kind of tell. Yeah. <laughs> but but sugar. No. If you if you want very simple diet advice, you can do anything you want if you don't eat sugar. Processed sugar is the worst. You can eat fatty fried KFC every day. That's still protein, carbs can burn that off. Sugar is garbage. Sugar will fuck you up worse than anything else. And it's everywhere. And people are drinking their sugar and eating yeah. all their sugar. Sugar is the one. If you cut sugar out your diet and eat everything else, you're going to be fine. That's the truth. It's I, all, I live it's not, yeah, it's not just bad for like you health-wise, but even your skin. Like they've taken people that expo that eat sugar a lot throughout their lives and they've compared like every by every metric people who eat more sugar, it's calories are not um, interchangeable. And I no. think a lot of people think that just watching their macros is going to make a difference. But if you eat a candy bar as opposed to now, how do you feel about like fruit and such? Are you so yeah, I mean, burn, fruit, like fruit, mangoes fruit, and such? Yeah, fruits better because it's not processed sugar. But even then, I still don't really eat fruit. And I don't drink fruit juice. Yeah. I try and avoid sugar in general. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I will eat sugar, but I know it's bullshit. Like when I was when I was a professional fighter and I had like seven percent body fat, I was eating KFC three four times a week. I was training my ass off, so it didn't matter. Michael Phelps eats ten thousand calories a day. Like he's eating pizza, yeah. but but he's not eating candy floss, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, you know that sugar is poison. It's the worst yeah. thing the body can consume. If you if you avoid sodas and and all sugar, you're gonna be okay. Yeah. The, um, all, all right. Yeah, hold on. We're we're okay. going on almost an hour here. I don't know how much time Tate has, but I I have a couple of questions that hopefully we can get to. Maybe just bang these out. The first one was people were wanting to know, and I have to admit, I'm curious myself. And speaking about diets, what is the story with you and Michaela Peterson? Story? Is there a story? I don't know. I don't. Well, is there one? I don't know. There was somebody on Twitter posted a tweet that implied that maybe you were in some way involved with her decision to leave her husband. I don't, hey, I don't know if you uh, want to go into that. I, bro, I don't know what about her husband. I don't know about none of that. My story is very simple. I live in an obscure country. If anyone comes to Romania, they message me. She was in Romania. She said, hey, I'm in Romania. 
So I said, okay, I'll show you around a little bit. And that was that. That's all I can say. If anyone comes to Romania, they say, I don't, there's only one dude I know in Romania and that's Tate. So that's, nice. I kind of get these kind of messages now and again. So, that's you, so you, you don't uh, endorse the carnivore diet? Uh, I eat a lot of meat. I don't know if I go as far as her, but um, I mean, maybe, maybe it works for some people. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely a meat eater, but I'm not, I'm certainly not. I'm not religious about what I eat. I don't, yeah. I don't, I, yeah. You know, like I eat what's on the plate in front of me. Like I'm, I'm one of them dudes. I don't really give a shit. I, I, whatever. I'm not religious about it. As for her husband, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. In fact, maybe I should shut up. I was about to say some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah maybe we should just just move well, on to the next thing. Yeah, I think people I mean, need if, to optimize their their healthy eating and go with a diet that they can stick with. Like I've I've met people on the uh, Principia Carnivora forums. Yeah. That's the all all meat that have gone twenty five years straight meat and had no issues whatsoever. Haven't even had a cold. But yeah. then there's other people who can't tolerate an all meat diet for yeah. more than a few weeks. I'm, I'm going on a pure onion diet for the next month. That's a, Do it, bro. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> onion and threesomes. Uh, so the other thing I want to ask you about, this this is actually from me personally. When I first heard of you, it was one of your viral Twitter threads when you were talking about uh, a story about a lunchbox and your father yeah. from when you were yeah. growing up. I love this story and I thought this might be a good way for us to end the show. If you could do us the honor of telling everybody that story in your own words. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell the story. Firstly, I'm very upset that thread was deleted because it was, I've had nine Twitter accounts and that was my seventh that's been banned. I'm on number nine now. So we'll see how long I last. So it's a shame they, they deleted it. But this, the story is quite simple. I was uh, young. I was in third grade. And there was these two fifth graders who used to pick on me. And I understand how being a kid, how being picked on can like affect you. Like it's all I thought about in class. I couldn't concentrate in school, nothing. Because every single time I was on the bus, I, uh, they were behind me. They throw things at me. They pick on me. And because they were bigger than me, I was scared. So I went home and I, I burst out crying to my dad. And I said, uh, I don't know what to do. These two kids are picking on me, et cetera. And my dad said, but you have a weapon. Why, why are you afraid of me? You have a weapon. And I said, what weapon? And he pointed. He said, your lunchbox is sharp. That's all he said. And he left the room. So um, I sat there and my lunchbox was a Batman lunchbox. So I kind of looked at Batman. I was like, maybe. Okay. So, and, and I'll tell the moral, my, my belief in the moral story afterwards. Anyway. So I'm sitting there. Anyway, about three or four days passed. The kids are picking on me as normal. And one day I'm in class and the teacher says to me, Andrew, Andrew. And I've been in the daydream because I was scared about getting on the bus on the way home. And the teacher told me off for not paying attention in class. And that kind of flipped me over the edge. So I was like, oh, so now my, the teacher's yelling at me because I'm worried about these fuckers. And I really, and I started to like, really feel like crying. You know, when you're a kid, and you're holding me in. So I got, that was at the end of school. So when I got on the bus, I was already on the edge. And when one of them started grabbing at my thing from, from behind, I turned around with the lunchbox and I smashed him clean in the face of his lunchbox. Smashed him in the face as hard as I could. And I remember the blood squirting on the window cut his whole side of his eye open with this plastic lunchbox. And as soon as I hit him, I turned and I ran off the bus because I hit him at my stop. So I smashed him in the face and just sprinted off the bus. And I ran so fast home that I didn't notice that my lunchbox had been smashed up. So when I, when I, knocked, when I went in the door, my dad was sitting there because my dad was a professional chess player. So he was sitting there at the chessboard. Again, he played against himself all day. Like live, these chess players live in their own mind. 
He's explaining himself and he turns around and I'm crying now, but through anger. And he turns around and he sees my smashed lunchbox and he sees the blood on the lunchbox and he sees it smashed to pieces. And he kind of smiled and he said, get in the car. And we went to Walmart and he said, do you want the same one or another one? And I said, uh, I'll have the same one. And he gave it to me and he said, I'll buy you as many of these as you need. That's what he said to me. I said, thanks dad. And uh, we went home. And what's funny is, I don't know if that boy, tra- the next morning, I was battle ready. I was like, this is going to go down on the bus. I- I'd been practicing. I swear to God, I was in the mirror practicing my swings with this fucking lunchbox. I was training for this bus ride. And when I got on the bus, I don't know if the kid got transferred schools. I don't know what happened. But obviously, he needed stitches, but I cut him up. I never saw that child again. I don't know what he said to his parents when he got home. I never saw that kid again. I never heard about it. Never got in trouble from the principal. Nothing ever. It never, ever happened again. And that was the end of the story. Me and my dad never discussed it. That was the whole story from start to finish. And it's a pretty simple story, really. And my dad made something very clear to me from the beginning. No one's here to save you. Nobody, not me, not dad, not the teacher, in the the harsh reality of the human world. Nobody, not the police. It's you and them. The police might come afterwards, but you might already be dead. So it's you and them. And I learned that lesson early on. And from then on out, I didn't take shit from nobody. I had a lunchbox. I was ready. I was, I was ready from there. And, and I think that was a fantastic way to learn my lesson. And I, obviously that's transcribed to my entire life. I've, I've never taken shit from nobody. And that's, that's the best way to be. I'm not a bully. I don't pick on nobody. But if you're going to start fucking with me, that's how it is. So that's basically the story. That's the story from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. I like that story. I think uh, we can wrap up the show here. I know it's late and we've, uh, <clears throat> that's we've gone over a little bit over time, but um, that was such a great show. I hope we can have you on again sometime. I think there's a lot more to say. You, you, you seem to have a lot to say, so we're going to have to have you back on at some point. Um, do, did you want to like do some plugs or tell people what you got going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. Firstly, I'd love to come back on. It's been a lot of fun. I hope I didn't talk too much. That's my usual. We liked uh, it. Criticism. Yeah. I liked it uh, a lot. Thank you. Uh, I'll do a quick plug. CobraTate.com is where I teach lots of different things. The most important things on my website are, one, I teach a lot about how to make money because it's the question I get all the time. So I teach people how to make money online um, with Forex and a few other things. And then secondly, I have the War Room. And the War Room is kind of like my private community, which is completely merit-based because lots of communities nowadays aren't merit-based. So I like I liked the idea of putting something together where you, you pay to join, but that does not guarantee your membership. You have to earn it because that's how life works. If you want to be somebody, you have to earn it. And there's tests and there's uh, milestones and you have to meet them, you have to match them. So you're forced to level up. And we have like 500 guys in there and there's been a few guys whose lives have completely changed just by having some guidance, just by having some brotherhood, just by having some people around them, encouraging them. Everything from losing weight to changing country to starting their own business. There's people whose lives have completely transformed just by having some people around them saying, yeah, get the fuck up, let's go. So that's what the war room is. And if you have any questions, you can go to CobraTake.com at any time. There's a live chat function and you can message me directly on my phone anytime if you want to know anything. So right on. Uh, here, somebody asked in the chat if I've ever been picked on. I actually do have one good, I think all, like I, I think bullies help you build character and grow as a person. I'll tell this story really quick. When I was in high school, like in grade nine, when I first started going to high school, I used to walk from my house and I'd go through the, like, the smoker pit where all the sort of like skids yeah. would hang out. 
there was this one, I was, I was like scrawny, skinny, like kind of dorky kid. There was this one like fat kid who would hang out there and smoke and he'd always say, he'd always had some kind of, hey, four eyes, hey, freak, hey, dork. You know, every time I walked by, I would just say, hey, loser, every time. And fucking one day I just had enough. And this day we were like inside the school. He's just inside the doors. And he says this thing and I, I stop, I go and I grab him by the like collar and I just start screaming, you want to go? You want to fucking go? <laughs> and he freezes like a deer in the headlights, right? He's like, what the hell is this? And his friend is sitting there, like standing next to him, like, come on, dude, he's calling you out or whatever. I, like, I just like, I snapped. I didn't care if I got suspended. I was going to fight this kid right in the hallway. But he just, he just like froze. And after about yeah. like five seconds, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> so I let him go and I walked away. That kid oh, never gosh. spoke to, he never spoke to me again. Yep. He was always there. He he looked. He just looked down yep. for the rest of the year. Every time I walked by that kid, and this so. is the thing: Bully, bullies are always going to exist. They're always going to exist, and you have two choices: you either become anti-fragile, you either snap like I did and like you did, and you learn something from it, yep. or you become a fucking or you co-cry to teacher, and then you end up a liberal. And you spend the rest of your life crying to fucking reporting people on Twitter. And that's what happens. Yep. Like you either you, become a you somebody to- or you don't. Exactly. Um, yeah, you have to bully-proof your kid. You have to teach them how to deal with life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because life, life's full of bullies. They're not going anywhere. They're not going away. In some form or another, someone's always going to be picking on you some way or another. If you're going to join the, I'm offended, I'm oppressed, let me report everyone on Twitter. Yeah. You're going to be a very miserable person. Like this, You have to build. This This ties into the theme perfectly of, of mental rigidity. It t- ties in perfectly. It's absolutely true. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. That was a great show. Uh, big thanks to our guest, Andrew Tate, CobraTate.com. Thanks to everybody for watching. I don't think we're going to be doing a show this Tuesday, so we'll probably be back next Tuesday. Uh, so we'll see you all then. Oh, I'm going to be putting up Can't Stop Progress on the backup channel later today once I get it made. So uh, that's coming out later today, Can't Stop Progress. Thanks for watching, everybody. Catch you all on the flip side, and peace out.